What's going on, guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. It's Friday, so time to go over wide receiver starts and sits. We do get a lot of news later in the day on Thursday, on Fridays, and as you know, I record these the day before upload at noon. So if any news drops after that, it is reflected in the rankings and projections on my website, thefantasyfootballadvice.com. So let's get things started off with the London game again. Please remember that there is a London game this week. Kicks off 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific. If you have players in that game, there's less of a concern for the wide receivers, more for the running backs and their health status. But regardless, if you've got players in this game, either set your lineup Saturday night or make sure you wake up before that game starts and set it in the morning. Um, so in this game, we have Vikings at, I guess, the Saints. Again, both teams are theoretically road teams here. Uh, we've got 43.5 point total, Vikings 2.5 point favorites. For the Vikings, always start Justin Jefferson. He he had a great game, you know, he had an average game and then a bad game. So, kind of been all over the place so far, but he's going to explode soon. You start him every week, he's a stud. He's going to have bad games, everyone does besides Cooper Cup basically, uh, but you don't panic on him, he's going to blow up again soon. We've seen Adam Thielen do a little bit better recently. He's got seven and eight targets over the last two weeks, up to a 17% target share on the season. With that being said, it's not a fantastic game environment. It's not a game I'm expecting to go back and forth, like really through the air. And the Saints have a pretty strong overall defense. So I would play Thielen as maybe like a low-end flex play. Um, I would prefer maybe if you're in like a 10 or 12 team league that it's maybe your second flex spot, maybe it's your third wide receiver spot, or maybe it's in the flex in like a 14 or 16 team league. He's my wide receiver 44 right now, so that doesn't give me like a ton of confidence. But with that being said, like that's, you know, the wide receiver 44 and like 34, let's say that kind of general range, it's probably separated by like a point. So he's just like a low end flex play. I don't see 44 and be like, oh, can't possibly play him. For the Saints, Olave is entering must-start territory just because it's his fourth week. I don't think we want to call him a must-start yet, but I'd have a difficult time benching him if I had him. Uh, he's just dominating the air yards in this offense and in the league. I believe he leads the league in back-to-back -back weeks in air yards. Like He's getting the ball deep downfield, and we love players getting the ball deep downfield. Now, Check Winston's status um, as I'm recording this. I don't believe he practiced Wednesday or Thursday. Friday will be definitely like a big day. Obviously, can he get practice in on Friday? But they're expecting him so far to play. If he plays, assume his health is at least what it was last week, which was still fine for Olave to have a great game. So you're playing Olave. I honestly think regardless of who the quarterback is but obviously if it's not Winston it's a downgrade to all the pass catchers check my rankings to see how exactly it's updated but yeah I think you're playing Olave um and I think you're starting Michael Thomas but that's more of like a low end two maybe in the flex has been over 65 receiving yards yet we're not expecting him to have a ton of receiving yards this season uh he's gonna be more of a reception hog he's gonna be someone who has high touchdowns uh, but Olave is their deep threat, so don't think that the you know, receiving yard is going to be super high. Michael Thomas, again, uh, I would say like flex him, Olave, strong wide receiver too. Chargers at Texans. Up next, 44.5 point total, Chargers 5 point road favorites. The Chargers, depends on the status of Keenan Allen. Obviously, that is a big impact to the offense. Um, I think you guys will know more about his status than I know right now, 
but I'll just do both scenarios. I would, if it's his first week back, like let's say he returns this week, he's such a good player and he's so important to the offense. I don't think they're going to rush him back if he's not ready. So if he plays, I think we're playing him unless we hear something otherwise that's like, no, he's like only active in case of emergency. Like, and I don't think that's going to happen either. So if he's active and playing, I would play him. Um, if he is also active, I don't think you can really start Palmer. Like Palmer's been solid so far, but the volume isn't like insane. And obviously Keenan Allen's going to command like double digit targets. And so Palmer's going to drop down to maybe like four to six targets. And that's probably not enough to really be trusting him. So Allen plays, play Allen. I think you play Mike Williams just because he's a deep threat. He gives you that upside in your offense. He's still a good player. Uh, so it's Allen and Mike Williams, then bench Palmer. If Allen is out, I think you're absolutely starting Mike Williams. I know he had a bad game last week, but you still got to start him. And then I think Palmer would be fine. Like, I don't think he's, you know, some incredible play, but he does have eight and nine targets over the last two weeks. Um, that being said, the last two weeks, they've thrown the ball 48 and 45 times. So don't expect eight to nine targets every time that Keenan Allen's out for Palmer. I'd say on average, it's on the lower end of that, maybe closer to seven. So Palmer would be like a low end flex play. Again, don't play him if Allen is back, but I think he's like fine. Just don't get too excited. They're not going to throw the ball close to 50 times in most matchups, especially like they should be able to handle the Texans. Um, I guess we've said that before for the Chargers and they haven't been as good this season, but again, Palmer low end flex. For the Texans, Brandon Cooks is the only one you're really looking at. I know that he's been frustrating so far, but I would play him as a wide receiver too. He's got a 44% catch rate, 5.4 yards per target this season. That's not going to continue. Like Those are career lows by like a mile for any season you look at. He still has a strong, just under 28% target share. He has double-digit targets in two of three weeks. Like He's getting the targets. It's just like... He's not going to have 44% catch rate. Like It's just not going to happen. He's going to do better. It's obviously a good defense he's going against. I don't have like a ton of confidence in him this week, but you know if he's going to see around 10 targets, like you probably just have to play him. A blow-up game is coming soon. He's going to be fine long-term. Bears at Giants is up next. Gross. I believe it's the only game. Maybe there's one more that has below a 40-point total, but 39.5-point total here. Giants, 3.5-point home favorites. Um, just like we talked about yesterday in the running back video, this is a run game. I mean, the Bears are going to run the ball a ton. The Giants want to run the ball. The Bears want to play like, you know, 1900-style offense. Like, they, they don't want to ever throw the football. You just can't start a wide receiver on a team running the ball 65% of the time. Like, I don't think Fields has completed 10 passes yet in a game. I, like, Mooney's great. He's a good talent. But this offensive environment cannot support a single pass catcher, which is wild. For the Giants... We have Shepard tearing his ACL, unfortunately, last week. We've got Tony working back from injury and also being the doghouse. I don't really know how that's going to work out. We're probably at a situation where they hate Tony, but they're like, for some reason, I don't know why, but they just don't like him. But they're at the point where they're like, well, we have to play him because Galladay is, is dust. Wandell's probably out again with his knee injury. They love Wandell, but he's injured right now. And like I said, Shepard's out. So it's like, if you're not starting Tony when he's back, like, who are you playing at wide receiver? So when Tony returns, maybe he's, you know, a risky play, but someone that like is probably a free agency in a lot of leagues. Like if he comes back, he can be kind of low on flex play. Now, 
I think long term, it is still fine for those of you who like drop Tony, even with Shepard being out, like obviously his value increases, but this is Wanda. Like Wanda is going to be the pass catcher. You're going to want this offense when he's back. They just, they don't like Tony. They don't like what he's been doing for the offense. I think it's mostly going to be Richie James and Wanda when everyone's healthy. But for this week, it's really just Richie James, the only one that I would trust, but it's a bad game environment. We know, again, the... The Bears are going to run the ball every play that they want to, which is going to slow down the game. So there's not going to be as many offensive plays for the Giants. The Giants aren't some incredible passing offense either. And it's not like like Richard James has been really good, but he's not fantastic. So he's my top rated wide receiver on the Giants right now. And he's still 42nd among wide receivers and actually top rated wide receiver in this game. So if you wanted to just cross off this game, be like anyone playing in this game at a pass catching position that is not running back, bench him. I'm totally fine doing that. Seahawks at Lions is up next. 48-point total. Lions, four-point home favorites. The Seahawks. We get a little bit of life from Lockett and Metcalf recently. Uh, They've got a 26 and 25% target share, respectively. And this is actually a really big pace-up spot. And Seattle has played a little bit faster recently. They started the season super slow. No volume. They played faster last week. We know that Detroit is going to play fast. And so... There's a chance here to get some offensive plays, and that's all we need from Lockett and Metcalf because they're good individual talents. They've got great target shares. We just need that volume, and it wasn't there to start the season. It might be this week. I think you're playing both Lockett and Metcalf as wide receiver twos this week. For the Lions, obviously starting Moner St. Brown. He had a good game last week, even like leaving for part of the game with the injury. He should be good to go this week, but definitely check that status if he's out there. Play him. Um, if he is active, I'm just going to do the rest of this breakdown assuming he's active. If he's inactive, it's actually going to be kind of tough for the Lions to move the ball. You'll probably like Chark a lot more, but I wouldn't go into like all these like secondary, tertiary like players on the offense if Amona is out. But again, I think Amona is going to play. So assuming that happens, I think Chark is fine as like a desperation flex play in a standard like 10, 12 team league, two wide receiver, one flex. You probably don't have to play DJ Chark, but in deeper formats and leagues that need two flex spots, maybe in leagues that give like bonus to like deep plays, he's got just shy of a 17% target share. Like I said, pace up spot. I think there's a decent chance that he could have a good game this week. And I think there are worse options. Again, if you're in a deeper league or multiple flex spots, maybe three wide receivers, I think he can be a low end play there because uh, you know he could have a good game. Jaguars at Eagles. Up next game, I'm very excited to see. Uh, 47 point total, although I've seen in some books it's dropping to like 46, 46 and a half. Eagles are six and a half point home favorites. For the Jaguars, really big test for them this week. They have looked great recently. And Trevor Lawrence seems to have taken like a massive step forward this season. We've got Christian Kirk, we've got Zay Jones, both ranking inside the top 20 in receptions among wide receivers and we've got Lawrence increasing his completion percentage from a disgusting 59% last season to a very impressive 69% this year like he's looked better obviously the offensive coaching staff you know really hurt him last season the play calling's better like and he again he's elevating like like Christian Kirk is a good wide receiver right but like I don't think anyone's going to sit here and say that the pass catching weapons for wide receiver for the Jaguars are like elite players. Zay Jones, Marvin Jones, Christian Kirk, like they're fine. They're not bad, but 
Trevor Lawrence is clearly elevating them, and he's done so against the Commanders, the Colts, and the, the Chargers. Like, he didn't go out there and face complete trash at defense for three straight weeks. But this week, we've got the Eagles, probably one of the most difficult defenses to go against, especially in the passing game. And so while they're going to be forced to throw the ball a lot, we might see heavy volume, but not like a ton of results. And so, like I said, big test. If the Jaguars passing attack and have a good game against the Eagles this week, and that's in Philly, I'm going to have so much confidence in them for the rest of the season. But... It's a difficult spot, and so I think you're starting Christian Kirk. I'd say leave Zay Jones and Marvin Jones on benches and hope that you're wrong. Honestly, hope that Marvin Jones has 7 for 70 and a touchdown this week, that you're like, oh, should have played him, but I'm really excited because now I can have confidence in him long term. Uh, really excited to watch this game. I don't know that Lawrence is going to ball out, but if he does, wheels up for this offense. For the Eagles, uh, I lost my matchup last week because I benched Devonta Smith. Uh, and actually, I only played him in week one. So I have benched him the last two weeks, and I played him in week one when he had zero targets. So I'm not exactly the Devonta Smith whisperer over here, but I'll be playing him this week, so maybe that means get him out of your lineups. Uh, but I'm playing him this week in my second flex spot. He's my wide receiver 24 overall, so I would imagine most people can fit him in, at least to the flex. He is a really good talent, and I don't think we're going to see a repeat of week one. Again, I said last week that I want to see one more week of really good targets. I didn't think he'd have like 170 and a score on my bench. But you know what? Sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes we got to see the production back-to-back weeks, trust it. And now it's like, okay, moving forward, I think he's going to be a consistent part of the offense. I trust him in that second flex spot now. And again, wide receiver 24, I think most of you can play him in the flex. Um, but yeah, obviously, start AJ Brown as well. I didn't go over that, but like, I don't care what the matchup is. I don't care what happens. Play AJ Brown every week. Jets at Steelers up next. This game has a 41.5 point total. Steelers, three-point home favorites. We've got a matchup between uh, Zach Wilson and Mitchell Trubisky this week. So as you can imagine, there are not very many smash plays at wide receiver. Like These are not good quarterbacks. These are not teams we want to like invest in heavily against each other. Like the overall game environment isn't going to be like a back and forth shootout, right? For the Jets, my projections have Wilson at 26 for wide receiver, Elijah Moore at 35. So you could play either one of them in the flex spot and it'd be totally fine. But there's a lot of risk that comes with any Jets player this week now that Zach Wilson's returning for his first game. We don't know who he's going to lean on. We don't know how good he's going to look. And obviously, in Pittsburgh, is a difficult place to play. So I would lean towards benching all Jets wide receivers this week. And it's the same thing. Hopefully, he looks good. Hopefully, you know, Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson have good games. And then we can trust them moving forward. But I don't trust them this week. So I'd bench them. And then Steelers. Deontay Johnson's probably a must start. I mean, he either gets double-digit targets or gets hurt every game. And so he's probably going to have around like 10, 11 targets. The thing is... You know, given Pickens is there, given it's not a great offense in general, he needs, you know, 11, 12 targets to even have an okay game. So I think he's a low end too, but understand that he could still have 10 targets, but only catch, you know, six of them for 55 yards and no score. And then you're like, oh, that's not that great. Um, But then I think after him, I love Pickens long term. Uh, You know, you, you can't play Pickens or Claypool right now. Next up, Browns at Falcons. 48 point total, Browns one and a half point road favorites. For the Browns, 
always start Amari Cooper and bench everyone else. For the Falcons, always start Drake London and bench everyone else. Uh, it's really that easy for this one. Uh, Amari has just shy of a 31% target share. London just shy of a 34% target share. You just have to play wide receivers, getting that much opportunity, especially in a pretty high total game, a higher total than I think a lot of people were expecting to see. Next up, Titans at Colts, 42.5 point total. Colts, three point home favorites. The Titans, Robert Woods had an okay game last week and his target share is up to 20%, which is solid. But I think Burks is the only one that I'd want to start. He's the better talent. He's someone they've talked about getting more involved in the offense. They want to get him more touches. And he had like a, a really good game, at least from like routes run. You know, we talked in the offseason. He was not in the doghouse, but like he wasn't performing as well as they wanted to, to like open up camp and stuff. And so he's been like progressing each and every week, getting more snaps, getting more routes. Last week was his best week yet. I know it wasn't there in the box score, but he was out there a ton and they're going to scheme him looks soon. And so... I would prefer him over Woods, uh, but I would say both of them were just like pretty low-end flex plays. I don't think you need to start any Titans wide receiver this week. For the Colts, always start Michael Pittman Jr. and bench everyone else. I mean, Paris Campbell is just out there doing cardio. Like, he's he's literally not doing anything. He runs around in like every single play, and Matt Ryan doesn't even look at him, right? So he's a bust. We can get him off of teams. We cannot look at him. Uh, it just behind Pittman, it's just too spread out. Like, there's just there's a lot of people getting a few targets and it's just you can't trust really any of them uh, maybe they'll start using um, Alec Pierce more maybe they'll start using Ashton Doolin like maybe some of these guys will step up but for right now uh, it's just Pittman Commanders at Cowboys is up next low 41 and a half point total Cowboys three point home favorites for the Commanders Samuel McLaurin and Dotson rank 13th 19th and 21st in half PPR scoring so far this season and while that's not going to continue all year, right? Like, I don't think we're going to have three wide receivers in the commanders rank inside the top 20, even 25, even probably 30 all year. It shows how good this passing offense has been so far. Part of that, though, has been who they've played. Like, they've gone against the Jaguars, they've gone against the Lions, and then they crushed them and then did bad against the Eagles. Well, Dallas has a strong defense as well. They're playing slower now that they don't have Dak for right now. So that could just like limit the overall play volume for the commanders. I view Samuel and McLaurin as like high upside flex plays. Like Samuel could have, you know, eight, nine receptions. He could get to 100 yards. He's going to get some carries as well. McLaurin could have like three, four receptions. They could go for 100 and score. So like high upside for them. And I think you can use them in the flex. With Dotson, you know, he's kind of touchdown reliant right now. I think long term, like he's a really, really good player for them. He's going to break out and he kind of is already breaking out. But I would say he's more of just like a deep league option uh, this week. I, I don't think the volumes are going to be there enough for him. For the Cowboys, Noah Brown's been playing really well. He's got exactly five receptions in each game. He's averaging 71 receiving yards per game. That obviously is going to come down once Gallup returns. So keep an eye on that. Gallup was close to returning last week. We'll see if he can come back. This week, um, also just a note on Gallup, I wouldn't play him his first week back. So whether that's this week, whether that's next week or the week after that, whatever his first week back is, don't play him. We got to see the snaps, see the target share. We want to see him produce, then play him. Like there's a chance that he goes out there, plays half the snaps, gets two targets. And you're like, whoops, shouldn't have done that. So don't play Gallup his first week back. And I would say even when Gallup returns, I wouldn't play Noah Brown because he's just going to take away snaps. And you kind of need those snaps, especially 
this week with you know Cooper Rush at quarterback. So I'd lean towards only starting C.D. Lamb for Dallas. Um, but again, Brown's been really good. And so if you have to, you know, you look at him and you're like, hey, I'm cool taking like probably like 11 half PPR points from the spot. Go for it. But that's probably only the case in more deeper formats. Bills at Ravens up next. 51 point total. Bills three point road favorites. The Bills always start Stephon Diggs. And I think we can go back to Gabe this week. I dropped in the rankings last week. A lot of people weren't pleased with that, but he was coming off of the injury. There were videos going around that he just like wasn't really looking 100%. And so I wasn't super confident. He did play 96% of the snaps though. And while the results weren't great, he's another week removed from the injury. And the fact that they let him play that many snaps, he didn't suffer another injury. Like he should be good to go this week. So I think we can go back to trusting him as like a really high upside wide receiver too. If you got him, play him this week. Um, And then also for like, you know, McKenzie Crowder, like I don't think we play them. McKenzie's playing a little bit over half the snaps, but he had a good game last week, but Buffalo ran 88 plays and Miami did a great job limiting Stephon Diggs. Like I don't think you can really trust McKenzie right now for the Ravens. The only one in consideration is Rashad Bateman, but he's just like a low-end flex play. Mark Andrews is their true wide receiver one, and while they're really high in pass rate over expectation, they can throw the ball more than people are thinking, there's just still not enough volume after Mark Andrews for me to trust Rashad Bateman, especially in this spot against Buffalo. If they were playing a worse defense, maybe, but Buffalo is a really good defensive team. I don't trust them this week. Cardinals at Panthers is up next. This game has a low 42.5 point total. Panthers, one and a half point home favorites. For the Cardinals, uh, their offense has been very, very bad this season. They're going to be better once they get Rondell Moore back, once they get Hopkins back. Like the passing offense will be better. That'll help the rushing offense. Like they're just going to be a better offense in the future. As to right now, though, we thought Marquise Brown would have this huge target share. Didn't happen weeks one, week two, finally happened in week three. So if we can assume that to happen again, which we probably should. It should have happened the whole time. He should have been being peppered with targets while these guys have been out. Rondell probably not returning this week. Not a great game environment, but again, if we can expect that many targets again from Brown, I don't love him. Just like I didn't love him last week. He went off, but I didn't love him as a play. Um, I just think, you know, just like last week, even if I don't love him, you probably have to play him because he has that upside. He still hasn't hit for these like super deep plays. That's in his range of outcomes. And so I think, again, you have Marquise Brown. Just play him this week. After that, you can look at Dortch. This is probably the last week you can play him. I think Moore is going to return in week five. Uh, but like definitely, you know, by week seven, you're going to have to cut Dortch. He's never going to be playing again. But for right now, he's probably going to get you, you know, 9, 10, maybe 11 half PPR points. Maybe he falls into the end zone. Um, if that's something you need, go for it. Uh, he's a very low upside option, though, this week. For the Panthers, Baker's been awful, and you know you really have to feel bad for DJ Moore. We figured Baker had to be better than just like the dumpster fire that Moore had been playing with, but it turns out that Baker is worse than that dumpster fire. The target share is still going to be very high, and you know he can't possibly have a catch rate below 40% all season. Like He can't catch anything, and it's not his fault. Again, Baker stinks right now, but... Below 40%. I mean, come on. That's not going to happen all season. However, the best I can rank him right now, given like the overall offensive environment, is like a low-end flex play. Like I I would be perfectly fine benching DJ Moore at this point. 
Uh, he's my wide receiver 36. So it is possible in like a normal 10 or 12 team league that you have plenty of options you can play over him. Next up, we've got Broncos at Raiders, 45 and a half point total. Raiders, two and a half point home favorites. For the Broncos, I know this offense has been very difficult to watch this season, but Sutton has been like the only bright spot. Like if you're looking at one positive from this Broncos offense, it's that even with how bad they've been playing, Sutton's been awesome. He's been a really good wide receiver. And so keep playing him as wide receiver too. I would say for Judy, um, less so the case, obviously at the injury, but like I want to see the offense look good before I trust Judy. So you can play him in the flex if you really want to, but until this offense shows some signs of life, again, they're averaging like 14.3 points per game or something like that. I'd bench Judy until like, you know, until they look fine, but keep playing Sutton. For the Raiders, obviously play Devonta Adams. The rest depends on Hunter Renfro. If Hunter Renfro is out again this week, you can have Matt Collins getting around that like seven to 10 target range. Uh, and he'll be perfectly fine the flex because he has upside. They're going to use him deep downfield. And if he's getting, you know, eight, nine, 10 targets and a lot are coming downfield, he's going to have the upside that he did last week. Now, don't expect last week to happen again, but still a fine play in the flex. If Renfro returns, then Renfro himself will be a solid play in the flex. And I would say leave Matt Collins on the bench. Uh, it's a concussion though. So remember, he's not coming off with an ankle injury. We were concerned about Gabe last week because he was coming off that injury and clearly wasn't 100%. It's a concussion. Once he clears the concussion protocol, he's good. We're not going to see any drop-off in play. Patriots at Packers. Up next, low, 40-point total. Packers, biggest favorite of the week, 9.5 points at home. For the Patriots, Myers should return this week. I don't know if he's going to, but I think he's going to be back. Uh, but, you know, they're all going to be playing without Mac Jones. I wouldn't really want to start any Patriots wide receiver this week. Hoyer is not exactly an elite quarterback. They're playing at Lambeau. I mean, things could get ugly for the Patriots. I just bench all of their wide receivers. For the Packers, this is a better spot for their running backs. Like I said, they're big favorites, but their team total isn't actually even that high. And the thing is, New England's going to play slow. They're going to play slow. New England's probably going to have to run the ball because, you know, they don't want to trust Brian Hoyer. The Packers are perfectly fine running the ball. And so it's like there's a very good chance, not a lock, but a good chance that we see heavy rushing volume for the Packers on a total environment that's very low volume, that means they might not throw many pass attempts. Because of that, the wide receivers will probably have to win with efficiency, and the Patriots still have a good defense. So I think we can play Lazard or Dobbs in the flex, but neither one of them are must-starts. They're going to have to win on efficiency. This will not be a back-and-forth game. Green Bay is going to have to get up or going to get up early. They're going to run the ball. They're going to play slow drain the clock. That's not good for wide receivers. So again, you can play either one in the flex, um, especially if like uh, we know Sammy Watkins is out, but especially if Christian Watson is out, then they're fine in the flex, but just know the volume won't be high. Sunday night game, going to be Chiefs at Bucks, 45 and a half point total, Chiefs one and a half point road favorites. For the Chiefs, Juju is the only one that I would really be considering. I do think one of MVS or Hardman could have a really good game this week, but picking the right one is going to be impossible. And if one of them or both of them don't score a long touchdown, which I think could happen this week again, if that doesn't happen, they'll both be bad plays. So I wouldn't play either of them unless you're in like a 14 or 16 team league. But Juju should see enough volume overall to be worth starting as like a, a generally like a flex play. For the Bucks, Mike Evans is back. And so you should play him whenever he's active. 
Then assuming Julio is still out, I think Gage is fine in the flex, but I would prefer that to be a full PPR league. Um, if it's not full PPR, I would probably only go there in like 14 or 16 team leagues. And if Julio returns, it's not like a good enough spot. I'm not trusting Julio off the injury. And if Julio's there and Evans is there and they're still feeding Fournette, Gage is probably going to have like a five for 50 game. And it's like, that's not really someone you want to be starting in 10 or 12 team leagues. Final game of the week, Monday night football, where we have the Rams and the 49ers low 42 and a half point total 49ers one and a half point home favorites for the Rams always start Cooper Cup and then Robinson is fine as like a low-end flex play in deeper formats but I would say that if you're in a 10 or 12 team league you can just bench Allen Robinson his target share is not going up and the 49ers are going to play slow and they have a good defense so you know it's kind of a similar situation to like the Packers it's like good offense good passing environment but they're going to have to win with efficiency. We know Cooper Cup's going to do that. I don't trust Allen Robinson to win with efficiency, and so I would bench him. For the 49ers, always start Debo Samuel. And then I think Brandon Ayuk is a good play in the flex, not a fantastic play. They don't want to overload Jeff Wilson, and the spread is only like one and a half points, so it's not a guarantee that they're going to be winning this game. So I think there's at least a chance that San Fran has to throw the ball a little bit more than they want to. And all their targets are obviously going to like Debo, Kittle, and Ayuk, right? So if you've only got three players getting the volume, you don't need 35 pass attempts to like truly hit there. So not a must start for Brandon Ayuk, but they like him. He's a good talent. I think he's perfectly fine in the flex. My wide receiver 31 right now. So, that's a breakdown of every game this week. Again, more news is going to break after I record this, after you guys are listening to this. So, if you want my up-to-date take, you can always see that in my projections and rankings on my website, thefantasyfootballvice.com. I'll be back tomorrow to go over my favorite plays this week. That, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all enjoy. If you did, how about hitting the like button? How about subscribing to the channel if you're new here? Thanks for watching.